Just a quick word of warning before we get going that the following podcast will almost certainly contain spoilers and may also contain strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Welcome to Minnesota 11 of Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast giving a second chance to films that might not deserve them. As ever, I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm Andy Stewart, and I make horrible films. You sure do. How's it going, man? You alright? Yeah, I'm okay, thanks. Uh, full disclosure. Yeah? A little bit tender today. Oh, okay. Uh, I attended a wedding of my good friends Tom and Maggie last night. Okay, congratulations um, Tom and Maggie. Yep, and it was a late one, early one. And yeah, yeah, there's a lot going on in my gut area today. Okay. For better or for worse. Right. Uh, so if, if I have to run from the room at any point, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't make any attempts to try to predict which end is in motion. <laughs> uh, so, Jesus Christ, yeah. okay. That's for me, you know, only. Re- regardless, uh, regardless of the medium, Andy, you're a graphic storyteller. Thanks very much. I paint, yeah. I paint a powerful picture. It's true. Yeah, yeah. Although, you're, like, um, it has given you a very velvety baritone, though. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm actually finding it. I can obviously hear myself back, and I'm finding it quite pleasing. Yeah. My voice is uh, so rich and warm. You should just, like, just let that soothe the savage beast for the day, you yeah. know? Just, like, just, just, just sit with headphones on <laughs> listening to yourself talk. Well, when you realise it's two in the morning, and you're shirtless, uh, completely shirtless at a wedding... <laughs> And you're not the only one, okay. <laughs> which is which is rare for me to be the to be not the only one shirtless at a wedding. It was going to be my next yeah. question, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's two in the morning. You're shirtless at a wedding with a bunch of other people, and uh, everyone is throwing beer over each other while Rain and Blood by Slayer plays. Yeah, it's, a, it's one of those moments where you're like. Fucking hell! <laughs> this, <laughs> no, no, is a, like, this is an unconventional wedding. You look at it and you're like, "How did we get here?" Kind <laughs> <laughs> of take it. It's like you kind of take a step outside yourself and watch yourself. And yeah, like, like out of body. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you made any time to watch anything this week? No, I have. However, I don't really want to get into it okay. right now because it relates quite heavily to the film for this week's show. So I think I'll cover it more on uh, next Monday's Minnesota. Okay. But suffice to say, I am down a rabbit hole of a subgenre. Okay, so once you emerge from that rabbit hole, we'll talk about it a little more. Yeah, that's correct. So I've had a few things this week, uh, some of which we'll get to, but um, I did revisit one that I go back to kind of pretty regularly, to be honest. Um, okay. I've got the DVD lying permanently next to the TV. Um, Julia DeCarno's Raw. Oh, yeah, superb. Excellent film. I like it. that that film knocks. I like I find it, I find different things to love about that film every time that I watch it. I mm-hmm. think that like I'm I can quite confidently say at this point that it's one of my favorite films. Full stop. Right. Okay. Um, I've got just a massive amount of love for it. I saw it um, first time. It was closing film at Sally Screams. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. Yeah, it was the UK premiere if I remember rightly. Um, thought it was phenomenal. Uh, saw it at Fright Fest Glasgow, and then again when it came out theatrically. Bought the DVD when it came out, and uh, now just kind of I just go back to the well on that one. Maybe every couple of months, right? Um, <laughs> love it. Like I said, I mean, like my a lot of my favorite horror movies are ones that are kind of ordinary stories mm-hmm. that casually introduce a horror element. I think that it kind of when things take a kind of darker turn, I think it feels more kind of like you've got a ground, that kind of grounding in reality. 
yeah. tends to serve stories better for me. And um, obviously, Raw, for those who haven't seen it, I don't want to get into it too much, but it's effectively just a kind of... It's a, it's a coming-of-age film. It's a film about relationship between two sisters or between a family. It's a sexual awakening thing. Yep, it's also a cannibal movie. Yep. <laughs> um, and, and a graphic one at points. Very. It's Yeah, it's got, it's got some... like Actually, there's certain elements in it, and if people haven't seen it, I mean, I can't recommend it enough, but... So I don't want to talk about certain instances of it too much, but there's a certain moment in the film towards the end mm-hmm. that is shocking the first time, but when you know it's coming, it's worse. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, you know, like because um, because it's it's a reasonably upsetting visual, but when I rewatch it and I know it's coming, I start to feel this like slight sickness. Right. Um, which is why we're here. It's why we watch this. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's an incredible film. I think it's just uh, it, it, I I it will be remembered as a classic. I hope. Right. Okay. Um, I think it's great. It's also in the spirit of kind of like talking about things that I haven't seen that I should. It kind of makes me feel like I should go and watch things like Trouble Every Day. Right. Mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. On the subject of things that I haven't seen, so I mentioned last week on the minisode that I kind of feel like I haven't seen enough stuff. Right. Okay. I kind of I get total imposter syndrome about sitting in this chair and doing this because I haven't seen enough <laughs> stuff. Um, so just as I was kind of thinking this and kind of arriving at this, um, a podcast that we're both kind of vocal fans of, uh, Shockwaves, for their 100th episode, they did the Shockwaves 100, which uh, all four of the hosts uh, agreed on a list of 100 films, spanning a period of about maybe 75 years, Right. Um, that they all agree is being great. And uh, I just kind of looked at it and was like, okay, there's a lot of stuff in here that I haven't seen. And I've started watching them. I've started working right. through it. Um, and I'm just going to do that and probably the for this section or the minisodes, I would say that a lot of what are we talking about will be informed by that list. Okay. So it's over to me then. <clears throat> Why? <laughs> to introduce this new segment that I'm calling Mitch Does the Shockwaves 100. Mitch Does the Shockwaves 100. That was great. Yeah, there you go. Do you want me to write some music for that segment? You can do. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll try and do it exactly like that so you can sing over it. <laughs> okay do it i'll please. sing over there yeah um but no so uh i started out i did two of them this week okay right okay so we are, we are two percent two percent in into yeah. the list um right. so excellent one that i hadn't seen one that i had yeah. and the one that i had seen i wouldn't say that i took flack on social media for it because um horror fans aren't really like that in my experience okay. if you haven't seen something i think that what people got in touch to say were things like oh I'm jealous that you haven't seen that before that you're seeing it for the first time now 28 days later yeah I was flabbergasted actually at this um, because you borrowed it from me I did to take it away and watch it and you made no mention of the fact that you hadn't actually seen 28 days later before Uh, yeah Um, which I actually found quite surprising Um, Um, yeah because I think that like older things kind mm -hmm. of like maybe like Maybe like pre nineteen ninety five, say. Okay. The, like, the, that's when you start to get things that I've either seen, but seen or I haven't. And if I have, it's mostly by chance. Right. Okay. But I think that kind of like the last 20, 25 years, I I've got a reasonable handle on. Right. I've seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay. Um, but I hadn't seen that. It's just one of those ones that I missed at the time, and I just never got around to. Right. Okay. Um, which is like now I've seen it. Obviously, I feel a bit daft about that because, needless to say, all the people that said it was a classic and said it was amazing were one hundred percent right. I loved it. Yeah. Um, Good. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of the best zombie movies I've seen in a really long time. But I feel weird talking about it because I'm not telling anyone anything that they don't already yeah. know. But like, uh, but it's superb. I loved it. Performances were brilliant. I didn't not a zombie ex- film though. What? 
It's not a zombie film. Oh, it's an epidemic film. <laughs> I guess. An outbreak. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I didn't not, exp- quite, not quite outbreak, oh, which I've off. spoken about before on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't expect it to turn into quite... Because the first half's so chaotic, or a lot of yeah. it is, I didn't expect it to turn into such a kind of chamber piece in the second half. No, oh, but very much when they go to the, the, like the mansion. And yeah, stuff, right? and Christopher, uh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Eccleston and all those guys. Um, which, I mean, I loved it. I... As you might know, I haven't talked about it too much, but one, I kind of, I tend to gravitate towards stories that are all set in one house or in one location kind Mm -hmm. of thing, whether it be kind of like things like Fairmont's Room or like kind of, and then there were non-style stories and I I tend to take to those. So I was quite happy that it pivoted that way. I just didn't expect it to. Yeah. Uh, Loved it. Soundtrack, great. Performances, great. I think that some of the visual elements, they're not bad choices. They just look a bit weird now. Yeah. I feel, uh, yeah, I think... uh, it was shot kind of on early digital. I think it might have even been shot on DSLRs. Um, but uh, yeah, certainly some of it looks a bit grainy, mm-hmm. and uh, the visual quality doesn't necessarily hold up particularly well these days. But I think uh, the action sequences are really frenetic, and uh, they do a great job of kind of sucking you into the urgency of it all, which uh, definitely hasn't really changed at all. No, I think um, that like yeah, all all those kind of sequences are really involving, yeah. like they're really gripping. And I think that urgency in twenty eight days later remains now. And um, when you watch it, it still kind of gets you going like fucking run, run these fucking things are running. Absolutely, like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> my, my, the the circumstances under which I saw it are pretty weird actually. Um, there was a day last week I woke up at like twenty to three in the morning. Right. I couldn't get back to sleep, so I lay awake for like two hours and I realised that this was going to be me for the day. And I was like, right, well I'm not just going to lie here. I'm just going to go do something productive. So I got up. Coffee, bagels, 28 days later. Sitting in my living room watching it at 5 in the morning. Watched it before I went to work. God. Set me up really nicely for the day. Cool. <laughs> I was ready to face the day after watching 28 days later in its entirety. Now, can I surmise then from the fact that you've just watched 28 days later that you haven't also then seen 28 weeks later? That's correct. Um, right. okay. It is in my flat. Um, the DVD is in my flat. Weirdly, my flatmate's not a huge horror fan. But mm. he kind of likes this kind of thing, right? Okay. Um, so more kind of action heavy. More kind of like I think that kind of again, you can split hairs about zombie epidemic thing if you want, but that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Uh, so twenty eight weeks later is in the not flat. a zombie. Okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, so twenty eight weeks later is in that is in the flat on DVD. Right. Okay. Curiously, twenty eight days later is not. But um, uh, yeah, so I'll, I will get around to it. But, um, I thought you'd have been right on it because Imogen Poots is in it. I, I know you've got a little soft spot for her. I am a confirmed fan of Imogen Poots, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, no, I will get around to it, definitely. It's just, um, it might take me a little while because I'm trying to do this list. Yeah. Um, and in the spirit of that, the other thing that I watched this week, and you will all be relieved to know that, yes, I have seen A Nightmare on Elm Street before. Thank fuck <laughs> for that. Yeah, I've seen it a few uh, times. I think but... we'd have to wrap this this show up yeah we might have to call or it. we'd have to go off on the tangent as I've said a few times before where we watch Mitch watch things uh yeah dun, 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 dun. <laughs> watch Mitch watch things <laughs> um yeah I think that yeah I would have had to just kind of uh I was gonna say gracefully but disgracefully hang up I your mean, fedora yeah and your uh your razor knives. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which I wear every week. Recording. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it was Nightmare on Elm Street for the umpteenth time, and obviously it's great. I would say that the the main thing that I continue to enjoy the most mm-hmm. in it is um, the score. Yeah. I revisited that again pretty, not that long ago, um, and I, I found that some of it's starting to date a little bit. 
Well, that's probably true. Yeah, it's yeah. still a, a, a timeless classic. I think Night, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is going to be remembered as a classic long after we're all gone. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, just on a slightly unrelated note, it did make me think about um, see season one, episode two of Rick and Morty. Oh, fuck. Uh, right. the, <laughs> this, this oh, scary. Uh, scary Terry. Nightmare on Elm Street parody. Uh, watching that back, having now seen that, yeah. it, made, it just made me kind of respect how fucking great a parody that is. Mm-hmm. It's, I, that's, it's my favourite episode of that show, I think, as well. But it's just like it's such an unbelievably well done parody. I'd recommend watching that as well if you haven't, but I'd imagine most people out there have by this yeah. point but um so yeah that's been me this week uh shockwaves Yikes. 100 mm-hmm. um the first two so two down 98, 98 to go. go yep um so i won't mention what's next uh, they have a letterbox page um where the whole list is there so if you want to read ahead because i'm going to do them in order right i'm going to do them yeah. in the order and they're in alphabetical order they're in alphabetical order that's right yeah uh so if you want to see what the next i can't guarantee that i'll do two a week but i'm going to try and do at least one a week right um so i can come back and have something to report and we can kind of keep doing this um okay but uh yeah if you want to but if also yeah if you want to join me all this kind of thing i've yeah. started I've tentatively introduced the hashtag mitch watches 100 uh when i tweet about if anyone wants to join in on that Either that, or you can just search the hashtag and just kind of get an insight into how lonely I am <laughs> because I'm the only person that ever uses it. <laughs> it's that screaming out of the void thing again, isn't it? Like? Yeah, it's just, yeah, just like, well, there's three and a half thousand tweets on this hashtag and it's all this one guy. Stop trying to make Mitch Watches 100 happen. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, on the subject uh, but of... No, 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 but just quickly, we also have a letterbox now. That's just what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. ready, all right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, yeah, we uh, are going to update uh, our letterbox as we proceed through this uh, little adventure with the films that we're watching as and when we're watching them. Yeah, we're Strong Violent PC on there as well, aren't we? Yeah, Strong Violent PC on there. Yeah, um, so it's not updated yet, but it will be. Yes. And uh, yeah, so by all means, give us a follow on there. Um, I'm going to try and do, again, this might take a little time, but I'm going to try and listen back to all the old episodes and... Regardless of how long or short the lists are, like for instance, um, when Heather was on doing the ninth configuration, she referenced a lot of films. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and do um, a separate letterbox list for every episode that maybe makes mention of uh, some of those films. So sure. if you, so if you if you hear somebody talk about something you haven't seen, you want to go check it out, just so you've got kind of a bibliography of the discussions on the episodes. I think that may be worth doing. Uh, so. Let's turn our attentions to the feedback for this hey, week. Hey, feedback in a mini-sode. Yeah. I told you it was coming. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we um, we left it a week. Yeah. Um, which means that there's been a decent amount this week. Also, I just want to take a second to apologize. I have possibly been a little bit lax on, or a little bit neglectful of uh, some of the comments on Instagram. Oh, right. So, um, I will try and do that a little bit better in future, and I've done it this week. Right, but, um, okay. yeah, please keep getting in touch in all the, in, by all the usual channels, and I'll just do a better job of compiling it. Okay, okay, cool. Um, so, I'm going to start with um, a couple of things that we had this week from uh, film fan Stevie, who's been really nice about us this week, actually. Um, yeah, he also uh, was the one that suggested we perhaps start the letterbox. That's so, true. Stevie, we have done that now. Thank you. Yeah, strong decision making. Uh, but, yeah, film fan Stevie getting in touch. And he did say, seriously, if you don't know about Strong Violent PC, get on board. Uh, you'll love hearing Andy and Mitch talk about films. That was a very nice thing to say. Also accompanied with a very apropos uh, Stadler and Waldorf gif from The Muppets. I think probably the most apt gif 
I've ever been tagged in. Yeah, I would say that's possible. I would say that's pretty applicable. Um, he also said, um, after listening to Strong Violent PC episode 10, uh, that was Heather on the ninth configuration, sure, yeah. I feel like I need to go out and watch the film, how I've never watched it before is beyond me, and then later just followed up that he'd gone to Fop and Covent Garden and picked that up. An incredible awakening for people in this ninth configuration thing. Yeah. The amount of people who've gone out and bought it and hunted it down is pretty unreal, to be honest. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Uh, I've got something from Facebook on the ninth configuration. Okay. Uh, from James Patrick Duffy, who mm-hmm. says, uh, "Interesting fact: My wife is named after Stacy Keach, uh, so Keach Duffy." <laughs> <laughs> jokes. Very good. Very good. I make jokes. What you did there, I see. Uh, it. No, um, um, Stacy is her name. Yes, of um, course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, loads of stuff on the ninth configuration. Uh, we had uh, Darren Gaskell. Oh yeah, of course. Uh, got in touch, said he'd he picked it up ahead of the episode also. Uh, said it's a genuine delight when I'm pointed in the direction of a stunning movie I've never seen. So thanks ever so much to uh, Heather Buckley and the Strong Violent PC guys for getting me to track down the ninth configuration. So as it could end up being a favourite of his, said what a movie, impressive performances all round, brilliant dialogue, moments of comedic genius and an unpredictable plot with a great reveal and almost unbearably tense final act and an emotional, ultimately uplifting resolution. My first viewing and I loved it. That's pretty good summation of what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say that comes down pretty linear with you. Yeah, I, f- I f- yeah. fucking loved the ninth configuration. <laughs> There you go. Pretty high praise. <laughs> yeah. I am sticking with the ninth configuration mm-hmm. again, and in a rare sidestep from Extro. Oh, yeah. We have uh, Dennis Extro Atherton. Oh, yeah. Coming, okay. out, coming out swinging here, saying, uh, I'm embarrassed to say this film sneaked by me. It's Dennis, to... if there's one thing that you need to not be embarrassed about on this show, it's about <laughs> having not seen things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's time to rectify that with that second sight Blu-ray. Excellent chat, guys. Great fun. Cool. Thanks yeah. very much. That's Thanks, kind. Dennis, again. Um... So have you got anything else on the ninth configuration? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, Whitlock and Pope got in touch on Twitter to say the ninth configuration is a great, great film. So it was a pleasure to hear Strong Violent PC enthuse about it on their podcast. Features Heather Buckley, which only made me excited for the Ranger on opening night at Fright Fest. Same, same. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, is that it for ninth? I think it might be. Yeah, I don't think I've got anything else on the ninth. Okay, and in that case, I'm going to take a wee look at um, Facebook for a couple of things. Um, ref this past week's episode when uh, Tyler McIntyre oh, sure. joined us yep. to talk uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Uh, big thanks to Tyler again for taking the time yeah, to do that. Yeah, great chat. Loved it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, Andy, Andy McCartan got in touch on Facebook saying, uh, Great guest, guys. I've had a lot of love for Tyler since seeing Patchwork in Glasgow. Of course, uh, he took uh, Patchwork over for Fright Fest Glasgow. 2016. 2016, that's right. Went down an absolute storm. Uh, that film is available in the UK on uh, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I don't, is, yes. my understanding is I don't think there's a physical release of over here yet. I could be wrong. I don't, but I don't believe there is. I think but you're quite right in that estimation. Hundred percent worth your time. I really like that film, but uh, and I think that it's really interesting to see yeah. how he's grown as a filmmaker. Yeah, because it's not quite. Um, I don't think it it touches the the quite the dizzying heights of tragedy girls. No, I would agree, but I think that it's uh, it's interesting to see how much growth there was as a filmmaker yeah, between definitely. those two movies. And um, I like, and Patrick's got a lot of kind of like really really funny visual jokes and things like that I think the script's really funny it's worth it's, it's worth there's, it. a, there's a great scene um, which I forgot about because I watched it again the other day after, um, was it before or after the, the, anyway round about the time that we did the episode with Tyler yeah. I went back and watched Patchwork again and there's a scene in a, in a frat house yeah a kind of big brawl scene in a frat house uh-huh. which is brilliant super well done yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on the subject of Tyler's films actually um Nodding Goth got in touch on Instagram as well 
uh, just kind of talking up how much she likes Tragedy Girls as well. I can't wait for that to come out over here so people can see it. <laughs> like, I just, yeah, I, I need to talk to more people about it. But yeah, and uh, that's how, that's about it for this week's episode. So, or for this past week's episode so far, do you have any more? I've got something on oh. Memoirs of an Invisible Man uh-huh. uh, from Instagram. Johnny Organ saying such a weird film, rather dull and unfunny, <laughs> with uh, nice FX for the time. Okay, I would say that like um, I agree with the effects, and I would say that like uh, there's certain elements that of it they don't work particularly well for me. I would yeah. say that I probably would. Take that as it being a fairly harsh interpretation. Yeah, I think that's that's the the shite on toast again. It is shite on toast, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, and uh, yeah, that's just about it for me. I've got in fact, I've got a couple more things. Um, we had somebody get in touch on uh, Instagram. It was readers of the podcast. Okay. Uh, in fact, there are a couple of things about extra. Oh, Jesus. Um, so this uh, one refuses to go away. Yeah, um, <laughs> dangerous board got in touch on Instagram saying yes, good shout on the announcement of the episode. Um, yeah, sure. So hope you enjoyed that. Um, also, Rebecca Joy Burton just said very nice. And uh, Raiders of the podcast got in touch saying, uh, why am I not surprised to find out that Robert Morgan is a fan of this one? I uh, hope you got your pause on the latest Blue, which has the soundtrack in there too. And uh, yeah, we did. But that was what we watched. Yep. Mm-hmm. The more I uh, revisit. Extra, and I have done a couple of times actually since the episode. The more of Rob's work I actually see in Extra, I think it's had quite a profound effect on Rob. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. interesting. There's, the more and more uh, I watch Rob's stuff and Extra kind of, because I did, <laughs> I went back and revisited a lot of Rob's stuff as well. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think uh, he has probably, yeah, he's probably let a lot more of Extra sink into his mind than he realised. Than he cares to admit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got some praise for us oh, uh, a few okay. a few things so up first we've got uh, buying an LV saying um, first there was Dead Pit Radio R.I.P then there was Badasses Boobs and Body Counts R.I.P now the new force in home video entertainment media R.I.P <laughs> as a strong violent PC oh yeah so that's lovely that's kind um, also got uh, at Delgarno Barry Got oh, yeah? in touch on Twitter to mm-hmm. say, if anyone wants to listen to a fun bantery podcast where two broad-accented Scots wax lyrical, usually with a guest, about horror films that may have been forgotten and need reappraised, then get yourself over to Strong Violent PC. Seriously, you'll thank me later. I would like to think that uh, he has spent the time since that post but uh, just dealing with an overwhelming tide of thanks. Yeah, drowning in thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, so much courtesy. Yeah, not enough hours in the day yeah, to exactly. get around everyone. I'd like to think that that's the yeah. case. Um, I have one more. Okay. Um, do you have any? Do you have anything else before we kind of... Before... I don't believe so. Okay, no. cool. No. Um, so Sheridan Knott tweeted um, just recently saying, I would think it was like a week past Friday, and it said, uh, Friday means some top podcasts dropped today. New pods from Strong Violent PC, Kill by Kill Pod, and Shockwaves Pod. Get an app, download, enjoy. Thanks very much. There you go. And on the subject of other podcasts. Yeah, um, I think uh, we should be, particularly within our kind of little genre bubble, we should be supporting other similar podcasts. So ah. this week, I'm going to give a shout out to Evolution of Horror. Okay, cool. So, uh, yeah, they have some great guests as well. Uh, recently, they had uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, who directed, obviously, The Endless mm-hmm. in Spring and stuff. They had them on uh, chatting. So, uh, yeah, check them out. Some cool stuff over there. Cool, okay. It's Evolution of Horror. Cool, I'll put one up next week. Yeah. Um, right, back to business, I guess. Sure. And uh, having a wee look at what's going on with the guest for this week. Hey! Uh, because, yeah, um, in amidst all this exciting new stuff that we've moved into the, uh, to the mini-sode... Uh, Got to get the big announcements made. Yes. So we do have a guest joining us uh, this week. And yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. 
I think it's going to be really yeah. good. Yeah, I mean, I say that every week, but that's mm. because all these great guests keep being kind enough to take the time to come on. <laughs> um, uh, you know him best as a filmmaker, a musician, and a magazine publisher. He's the former editor-in-chief of Fangoria. Just Fangoria. Yeah, I know, just Fangoria, <laughs> right? Um, and, the, and also the co-founder and current editor-in-chief of Delirium magazine. We are delighted to be joined um, next week for episode 12 by Chris Alexander. Yes, indeed. Um, now, Mitch, I'm guessing you're wondering uh, which film Chris is bringing. Yeah, you better tell me. Yeah. Because you're going to have to get it watched like pretty, pretty sure. quickly. Yeah. Um, so we're going back to 1972. Okay. I'm just going to come out with it. It's a black exploitation classic, Blackula. Blackula. Yeah. All right. Okay. Fuck yeah. So I mean, you made a little bit of an assumption there that I hadn't seen it before. Ooh. I haven't seen it before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you tease. Uh, so yeah, I'll get that watched. I'll get this, that watched this evening. Yeah, and I can tell you where you can watch it. Oh, um, as far as I know, you can rent it just about anywhere. You can rent films cool. in the UK. Um, also, Eureka brought out. A, uh, they brought out a Blu-ray which has uh, Blackula and the sequel, Scream Blackula Scream. Sweet. So okay. if you want, uh, if you're still a lover of physical media, you can pick that up. And uh, I would suggest if you're going to watch Blackula chase it right down with Scream Blackula Scream because it's uh, yeah it's worth a watch cool and it's got Pam Greer in it and she's fucking awesome nice yep. nice okay I, I'm looking forward to getting in amongst this this sounds yep. like it's going to be a good one yeah it's a hoot so there you have it this Friday 8am GMT as always we're joined by Chris Alexander to talk 1972's Blackula going to be a fun one yes indeed and if you want to get in touch ahead of time you can do Facebook and Instagram Strong Language Violent Scenes you can tweet us at Strong Violent PC and you can also email us at Strong Language Violent Scenes at gmail.com yep and like we mentioned uh, on the episode the other day um, if you ever do feel like uh, slinging us a wee donation to help out with some costs that might arise from time to time then, yeah, you can uh, PayPal us some cash to strong language violence scenes at gmail.com, but do not feel obliged. Continue to uh, like and share and all that stuff. And listen over and above everything else, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess that must be just about it. But before we go, where can people listen? Well, let me tell you uh, Stitcher, iTunes, yep. Podbean, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, yep. and Spotify. Quite the list. Uh, and if you are uh, listening to us on iTunes, then please do rate and review. It does help. Absolutely, Does yeah, 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 yeah. I think it helps you kind of get you onto the front page, get yep. you up those lists and things yes, like indeed. that. So thanks as always for listening. We'll be back Friday, 8am, and don't forget, it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Good night. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain, production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes and Podbean.